The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. It's the Federal Football Report, Federal News Network and Podcast One. I'm Claude Jennings. He's Kevin Stanfield. It is the off-season edition. But Kevin, I, I venture to say there's never an off-season when you're talking burgundy and gold, you're talking football here in the DMV. How are you, my man? I'm doing great. And it's a good thing there isn't an off-season because the people around here are passionate passionate about it you know because mm-hmm. i'm on twitter quite a bit at stanfield kevin and, and you know you yourself <laughs> at claude j radio and by and, the way and, kevin is a kevin's a great follow on twitter folks you need to follow him he's funny you need to follow me yeah it's, it's for some time i amuse myself but uh <laughs> but the the people out there that are so passionate about this now the thing about twitter is i'm one of the few people who uses his real name right because i you know i am who i am <laughs> in the words of popeye so uh-huh. these other people, I have no idea who they are. I mean, you got guys like uh, J.P. Finley and George Wallace uh-huh. and uh, John Kine. We know who these are. But, like, uh, we got a Polo Redskin 57 and stuff like that. Right? Uh-huh. I don't know who these people are. But they, they sprout, you know, they, they spew all facts like like they're in the office with uh, Ron Rivera, right? So, right, you know, right. I, people are passionate about it, passionate to the point of being almost crazy. I, I mean, mm-hmm. It, it was. I mean, it's, it's 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 entertaining. It's scary, but entertaining at the same time. I guess like a a Friday the Thirteenth movie. But this is why we're here. We're here to put a little 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 like uh, reason in, into the mix, right? You know, we don't want the, the chili to get too hot. But but people are excited, man. They're much more excited than they were a year ago. Yeah, you know, and here's the thing with just the the the, the uh, you know passion and stuff like that. We want to bring reason because without reason, it's just a bunch of emotions. And emotions will steer you wrong. We're here to bring you facts and knowledge, man, that you can't get anywhere else. So let's just start. Yeah, 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 we're really reasonable. Let's start with, um, uh, you know, Josh Norman, no longer with the team, with the Buffalo Bills, uh, out of town. Um, Your thoughts on Norman leaving the team? I think that the writing was on the wall, you know, late last year that he was going to be gone. But there might have been some hope with Rivera coming. He played under Rivera in Carolina. Um, but I also guess he was also let go uh, or not resigned to Carolina while Rivera right. was there as well. And so um, uh, your thoughts on Josh being gone? I think that, like you said, the writing was on the wall and there was something up like midway through the season that that it was not football related. The way that the, the previous regime handled it, I mean, by having the man dress when you when you have to go to the street and get other cornerbacks and play mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. to the detriment of your team, that that wasn't a football, like the man said, that wasn't a football move. So I, I think it was best for Josh that, that uh, you know, change your pace, right, you know, because he'll still – you know, people still see the Josh that's getting burned or or is lost in coverage and, and, and all that, right? 
But but you know, it's been plenty of players who left here and their their career had an amazing resurgence. So I'm kind of hoping that happens to Josh, since I don't believe that we're on the schedule with Buffalo. That's that's where he's ending up. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. I hope he has a one year resurgence. As I guess. Uh huh. Well, from something that we know has happened to rumor mill stuff. Um, for some reason, there's still a lot of talk about Tua. They're saying Tua's going to be ready for the season, and and Tua's doing. I don't know why they're putting his name in with Redskins talk as a second pick. But do you think there's anything to this whole thing that, wait a minute, uh, maybe Dwayne isn't as secure as we thought he was coming into this season as a starting quarterback of the Washington Redskins? I think that that you have to be reasonable. You have to look at this thing, the whole process of the draft. You have to look at it realistically, right? You got to look at, well, tell what, break it down like you're going to buy a new car. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Of course, the car people are going to try to get as much money as you can from them. I mean, you know, they, they, they're trying to get the maximum dollar for what, what they're selling. And, and right. it seems like Burgundy and Gold are trying to get the maximum uh, value for this pick. Now, they're set. If, if nobody changes and everybody stays packed, it seems like uh, Cincinnati will get Burrow and then they'll um, they'll go with uh, Chase Young if if um, Miami gets uh, Tua, that's the way it's supposed yeah. to be. But this is chess game going on. You know, who don't know? Who knows what New Orleans might be trying to, to pull, or or the Rams might be trying to pull, or or the, dare I say, the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I got a quarterback yeah. down there who's asking for a lot of money. Who you know, who, whether he deserves it or not, who knows? But but yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's got to be. And this is the voice of reason speaking again. It's mm-hmm. got to be all the game. It's got to be all for show. They cannot afford to tell people what they want or they'll be taken advantage of. They're they're in a good spot now. The worst they should be able to do is get a bunch of players to help their team. That should be the absolute worst that should happen. But you know. Should have been, could have been, who knows, right? What do you think about that? Yeah, no. Well, you know, here's the thing. I mean, I, one thing's for sure is that you don't know what's going to happen with the draft because, like you said, there's so many other um, variables here where there are certain teams that are trying to show that, that aren't trying to show their hand. They're trying to drop up price, drop down price. They're trying to get draft picks. They're trying to move up, trying to move down. And you've got the representatives of the individual players that, of course, they're going to say that their guy's ready. Of course, they're going to say he looks good. We just don't know. And and one thing that I've learned to do um, in the last four to five years of the draft, because I used to be one of these geeky, I'm listening to every draft show, reading all the mock drafts. I've just stopped, and I literally just wait until the draft. And then I do all my, I do all my analysis of the draft after the draft. And then and so, so I can, because we can sit here and, and today have one theory, and then tomorrow we'll have another theory. And so um, I, I, am, I am steadfast, you know, right with you. The way that I think it's going to come down is, uh, you know, Cincinnati's going to go Burrow. I think the Redskins are going to go Chase Young. And Tua will go third. And, and uh, until draft night or until I hear something from an organization or for a team that from a team that says differently, that's just what I'm going to believe. And uh, it could and it could not it could go opposite. It could go different. But from what I'm understanding or from what I see, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go with that. Um, yeah. It, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that that 
um, like I said, the people that social media doesn't drive the fan reaction. I don't know if you remember back in the day when they would show like people's stadiums when um, the draft uh, uh, occurred. Remember when Philly drafted Donovan McNabb? And oh, goodness, they were booing and oh, God. <laughs> yeah. One thing that you got to realize, and it's not our listeners, man, because our listeners got to refine. Exactly. <laughs> the people who follow us are, are the best in the world, without a doubt. But right. for the most part, I'm finding out that, that fans are, are, are uneducated. I mean, not, right. not that they haven't been to school, but it's, it's just that they go with the, with the heart. And, right. and they right. go with what they hear a guy say on talk radio, you know. And, um, you know, the guy who's designed to like, titillate you and stir you up and all that. And, they, uh-huh. and, they, and they're manipulated. They, they don't know. A lot of these people who are begging for Chase Young have not seen Chase Young to play football. <laughs> you yeah, know. No, right. And by the way, if they watched Chase, if they got to chase the Chase Young, you know, hysteria late and they watched him late in the season in two of the bigger games, they didn't see a guy that was really that impressive. He didn't play that great in the two biggest games of the season for Ohio yeah, State. You, know, you got to look at who's a baller and who's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just right, look at who's right. a baller. And, and I'm trusting that that that, that the, the 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 core of this organization, the one who the ones who picked uh, Terry McClure, uh, McClure mm-hmm. and um, the ones who uh, the ones who signed Adrian Peterson, right? The ones who drafted mm-hmm. Kelvin Harmon and, and and both of the Sims. I hope yeah. those guys, the guys that that, that chose uh, to put um, uh, a guy who who was the failure at tackle chose to put him at guard. The football. I hope that that that, that the people just have enough. The fans have enough faith in these guys. Just sit back and just enjoy the ride, right? Just you know, along for the days of Mel Kiper Jr. when it was just one guy who just spotted all this stuff, and and he was respected around the league. I mean, everybody right. talked to Mel. Everybody except for the one general manager, I believe, it was the coach general manager who who uh, the coach didn't pick the player. I, I forget who it was, but the general manager got an EV. PN and said, who is Mel Kuyper Jr.? They said, Mel Kuyper Jr. said, you should have drafted so-and-so. He said, who is Mel Kuyper Jr.? <laughs> you know, and it was showing Mel and Mel. But you know what? I had a chance to meet Mel. Mel is one of the nicest guys. Right? Yes, one yes, of the most, he is. Only go by how a person treats you. He was one mm-hmm. of the greatest guys I've ever had the privilege of meeting. So we, we wow. need, we need if this makes sense, we need less guys like that. <laughs> we got we got we got too many of them, man. We just we need less of that, and and just let the fans enjoy the experience like we used to. Just you know, absolutely. Let, let's not take this and, thing personal. It's just a game, people. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of just yeah. a game, taking things personal and a phrase you used uh, earlier, maximum value. Uh, let's talk a little bit about um, uh, uh, our boy Trent. Um, yeah. You know, uh, it looks like they they said okay, he's, it's fine for him to seek a trade. Um, and, uh, which makes me wonder, well, when you, when he could have gotten maximum value, when you could have gotten, you know, a lot of value for him, maximum value, as you put it, you didn't trade him. And now it's like, well, how much value are you going to get for this guy, uh, uh, now? And to be quite honest, we talked about it, you know, the last few seasons he's been injured. Um, he didn't play at all last year. You know, I don't know what you're going to get from him. It, for, for him, it might have made more sense if this is where we had it to do it earlier. But then again, it's a whole new, you know, uh, uh, a whole new team up top. Uh, and so, you know, maybe they're just like, all right, it's time, time to part ways here. What do you think about this whole Trent Williams situation? I, I think the way that it's being handled is, is so, so different than last year. I kind of find it a little refreshing. I mean, okay. it, it's... it's um, 
the Bernie goal has has had a knack over the past four or five years or so when they didn't want a player or didn't appreciate a player's skill set or there's something that just didn't click, they would trash the player. <laughs> and, I said, and, and I said, well, what you're doing is like, we go back to the, the used car analogy. It's like, if you're trying to trade your car in and you go in and say, man, this car's broken down on me so many times and I can't depend mm-hmm. on this car and mm-hmm. I don't like the color. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah. and that's, I mean, go back, I'll give you a couple of examples. That's exactly what they did to RG3. They had yep. ended up releasing him and got nothing for him. That's nothing. what they did with Kirk Cousins. They ended up letting his contract expire and got nothing for him. But what I see happening now is I see a change. The fact that they said, okay, Trent, you go ahead, you search out a trade, you search out a deal. This enables you to find out what your true worth is. Now, mm-hmm. if, if Trent finds someone who says, well, we're willing to, to trade two number two draft picks for you. That that sort of sets the market value, and then right. Trent knows realistically what he can ask for salary wise, right? But if, if if he can't find a trade, if he can't find anybody who's willing to give up any more than a, a eight a late round pick, that shows that maybe his number is too high. And maybe mm-hmm. he ought to step back a little bit. It's the whole process of negotiation, which is not for the weak of heart. <laughs> you right, know? right, right, right. Yeah. But I am yeah, very encouraged by the fact that they're at least talking, and they're, they're talking like businessmen. And, and that's very refreshing for this town. I haven't seen it in a long time. Absolutely. Talk about refreshing. Will we get any sort of resolution anytime soon to our running back position? Um, Darius Geis, again, injury prone. When he's in, he's exciting, he's explosive, he's powerful, but he's always hurt. And uh, I, I don't know what to make of it. Do, do you need to address running back in the draft or do you need to try to get a free agent who's out there? Um, you know, Peterson has proven that he's not washed up. He's not done yet. Um, what, what, if you, Bryce Love coming back uh, at this upcoming season. Uh, what do you do at the running back position? You, I, I'd say if, if, uh, you, if you see a running back in the mid to late rounds that you like, you gotta, you gotta do it because number one, you need you need running backs on the roster. You need you need mm-hmm. to, to stack your special teams, you know, because uh, the way it used to be is a special team was a starter who just didn't have room to play, <laughs> right? You know, uh-huh. a special team could could start, you know, on, on a lot. Of, I, uh, listen, the Patriots special team, those guys could probably start on other teams in the league, right? But. Um, right. I, I, I think that I'm hopeful. I have nothing to prove this. I'm hoping that the training staff upheaval or remodel, let's say, <laughs> I'm hoping that 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 puts another per- perspective on 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 what's happening here. Because uh, you know he he may have been a, the whole thing. If you remember the training, the the preseason last year was kind of weird because you didn't see guys. And and uh, Coach mm-hmm, was always being coy about when he was going to play, and then you just find out that he was cleared to play, like with a game left in the preseason and all that. And and we don't know, we don't know anything about what was happening, right? Was he? Did they rush him back? Was the treatment wrong? I, I see him on on Twitter all the time when I'm there at Stanfield, Kevin. I, I see him all the time working out. I see him. I see him uh, lifting weights or, or, or dragging a school bus or. or 
or something, right? <laughs> you know, it's not the young man is trying. He's mm-hmm, trying. It's, mm-hmm. it's not like he's not trying, right? So I'm 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 cautiously optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic and what what gives me reason to be optimistic is we still got Adrian Peterson. And mm-hmm. when when AP saw the way that guys could run when healthy and when given the opportunity, I think that motivates AP because that competitive mm-hmm. spirit kicked in and he wants to run harder. He wants to knock some guys down. And it only makes the team better. So I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic because we may have a, a diamond in the rough and, and Bryce Love. We might have something yeah, yeah, that yeah. Say, where did this dude come from? You know, so I'm, I'm I'm still thinking you, you got to draft one. You, you got to draft one because the ones we had on our roster, uh, that the guys that we used to have starting that couldn't start, couldn't even make on the other team. Uh, right. <laughs> we, we're going to be better all the way right. around. We're yeah, going to be better. No, you're 100% right. Let's talk about the tight end position. Uh, talk about being better all the way around. How do we get better there? I think that's a, a glaring need. Yeah, yeah. It depends on the type of football we want to play. If um, – uh, you know, we had a, uh, Jordan Reed who was um, let go. And I'm, at this point, at this uh, recording, I'm not certain. Has he been picked up by anybody to your knowledge? Not to my knowledge, no. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, he had a, you know, he had a, a brilliant career when he was healthy. It's certainly not his fault uh, right. because of his um, susceptibility to concussion. But it, it depends on the type of, of football we want to play. I mean, in Carolina... Uh, we had Greg Olson, who, thank God, didn't sign here because mm-hmm. we don't need to <laughs> sign. If we're, if we're to, uh, like, going, you know, getting over the hump, maybe that's one thing. Uh, experienced guy getting us over the hump. But this team is is is, is, is rebuilding. There's no other way to put it. This mm-hmm. team is rebuilding. Right. It was right. rebuilding last year, uh, mm-hmm. midway through the season. Um, uh, I'm, I'm saying if there's one available in the draft, get them. But... It's not like we can't function without him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right, right. who was the tight? Who was the tight end the last time Washington won the Super Bowl? Oh man, I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> you know why? Because it's not that big a deal. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's not that big a deal. Now our friend right. Doc Rock, our friend uh, Rick Doc Walker, you know, has the rings from the first one, right? You know, he has the mm-hmm. rings. He has that from the first one, and. Um, uh, uh, Donnie Warren and Clint Didier, uh, which were all three of those guys were on that first team, right? But um, Joe Gibbs, without having the superstar tight end, he invented the H-back position, right? He moved him, moved him here, moved him there. You block, you catch, you know. And hopefully um, uh, Rivera will be um, uh, just as uh, imaginative. But if yeah. if we have to go into the, t- uh, the season with the tight ends we have now with um, – and I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, but we had to go, you know, that because they're that nondescript to me. They don't mean anything. <laughs> uh, with Sprinkle and um, uh-huh. I, don't, I forget that because we had a, another young guy who he showed flashes. We don't have to have yeah. the uh, we don't have to have the all pro tight end to be successful. He has to block when necessary. And and it was no secret that Jordan Reed was not the best blocking tight end. He was too mm-hmm. anxious to get out there into his pattern, which could have been why he was open so much. He didn't waste time right. blocking. <laughs> but uh, if, if, there's, if there's a guy who becomes available in the draft, let's give him a shot. Now, my draft philosophy, I guess, you know, to, to sum all that up, I, I'm, I'm one of those guys who says that you never draft for need. 
I'm one of those best player available. Exactly. I'm with you. But if 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 you know what, if there happens to be a superstar quarterback available when they draft, if 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 Cincinnati throws a monkey wrench in the whole thing and decides to draft Chase Young, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that throws everything off. I don't know about Tua, but if Burrow is there, draft him. I don't care if Haskins right. is yeah. there or not. Mm-hmm. If Haskins is scared of competition, I don't want him on the team anyway. Right, you know? right, 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 right. Haskins, Haskins. Um, I'm, you know, I'm sure you're going to ask me about the quarterback, so I'll hold that until you ask me about the quarterback. But let's yeah, go back well, to the idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, go right back to anybody it. Anybody they pick up, anybody to pick up. If I'm not busy, I'll play. I don't think having an <laughs> all-pro tight end is necessary for this offense to be successful. I think with a good offensive scheme, with a good running game, with good wideouts, the tight end will make himself available. A good tight end will be a luxury on this team, but not a necessity. Well, you made mention of it. Let's go to the quarterbacks. Um, oh, I have some thoughts on that. <laughs> let's, go, let's go right into it. Jump into it. It's, um, it's amazing to me the, the outlook that this town has on the quarterback position. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the kid... There are, people who think, who, who, there are people who are acting like, oh, we're set at quarterback. We're set. It's like, are are we are we set? I tell you what, we're better off than we were a year ago. Yes. <laughs> was here. We're set. But but this is the thing. <laughs> he needs the competition. He needs to be pushed. And as mm-hmm. I was about to say, I don't think he's afraid of it. I mean, he he beat out Burrow at Ohio State at the mm-hmm. Ohio State University. He beat the kid out once. I mean, he just didn't, I mean, he, you know, he wasn't given the job. It's just like Tua wasn't given the job at Alabama. Right, right, he, right, he right. be right. out Jalen Hurd, right? Jalen Hurd was having mm-hmm. a bad championship game, and he had the coach in his wisdom say, hey, look, I'm trying to win the game. So he yep. made a move, right? So, um, yeah, I, I don't think he's afraid of the competition. I think the, he needs the competition. I think what he needs more though than anything else is the reps. He he was treated like a stepchild last year all through camp. He did everything they asked him to do, which was show up. But right, <laughs> then they right. to, he would all. He wasn't a he was a first round pick. He wasn't a holdout. He signed early. He went to all the 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 OTAs. Uh, by the way, by the way, uh, let me say this one. OTAs stand for optional team activities. They don't stand the, the, <laughs> they want you to think that they're organized team activities. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They're optional because the league, the player association agreed that they only had to come to X number of these things during the course of the year. They were they were only had these numbers that were mandatory. The rest of them were optional. And so so if you ever hear if you listen to the show and you ever hear somebody didn't come to an OTA, it's because he didn't have to. It's go. optional. Okay. You didn't have to. Okay. Yeah, I, got, I, I, got digress. I digress. I digress. I <laughs> digress. But but do you think that 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 Haskins the depend I mean, with the circumstance he was in last year, what, what do you think of his progression from the time he set foot on the field to the time the season ended? He was a much better quarterback week to week to week to week. Um, and you saw a gradual improvement. You saw someone who, uh, who who there's no doubt that he's got the arm. Uh, there's no doubt that he is a competitor. There's no doubt that the kid wants to be great. Um, you know, so there were there was doubts as to whether he'll be able to catch on to the offense fast enough. Um, I, I to be honest with you, I never think that for a rookie quarterback, or even a second year guy, that that's a problem with the player. 
I tend to think that if you're a coach, an organization, and you're going to start a rookie, then it's up to you to put him in a position to understand whatever plays he's going to be doing, he needs to understand those plays. And if his capacity is 10 plays or 12 plays, and you're dumb enough to start him, then you need to just be having, you just need to have 12 plays. Like, that's, right. that's just my thought. That's just my thought. It's like, you're the one starting him, and then you're saying, well, he doesn't understand the playbook. Well, then why are you starting him, stupid? So my <laughs> thing is, it's, then, 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 then you then either don't start start him or, 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 you know, have whatever amount of plays he can do. Listen, I don't pretend to be, you know, an NFL caliber coach, but I once coached little kids and I was like, you know, I had a, 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 a guy who was coaching. So we had the A team, the B team, the C team. I was coaching the B team and the guy on the A team had this huge notebook of plays and he was so frustrated with these 12 year olds because they couldn't get all the plays in the notebook. And he looked at me and said, how do you get them to learn these plays? I showed him one sheet of paper, had eight plays on it. This is all we did. <laughs> <laughs> and they were good at it. And we scrimmaged that team, and they were the A team. We were the B team. We beat them because we had eight plays, and everybody knew exactly what they had to do. And so my thing is, if he's starting, and you say he doesn't know all the playbook, he's not getting it in time, then what you need to do is make him get it in time. But what you saw in Dwayne Haskins to kind of directly answer the question was the fact that you saw a quarterback who got better week after week after week. And I think by the time we got to the end of the season, even though they shut it down, um, you, you, were, you were comfortable with the notion of Dwayne Haskins being the starting quarterback um, and could reasonably be comfortable with it when before you couldn't. And I think that's all you can ask for. Now he's got a full off season. He's got more time to learn the playbook, but he also is getting a whole new offense. But that's okay. I mean, he's got time to get in and time to get comfortable. The kid seems like he's working at it, and I just want to see what he's got. And something else that, that see, um, I, I don't, I don't, I, this is what I also don't understand. I'm willing to be patient. I don't understand why all of a sudden we're so impatient nowadays as fans and stuff. We don't let players develop. We don't let we don't we, we don't give them a year. We don't give them an off season. We don't give them two off seasons. We will, you know unless he's Tom Brady. He and you know we don't we don't want him anymore. We want you either got to be Tom Brady or Drew Brees, or you have to be perceived as possibly being the next Drew Brees. And that's so unfair. Let a player develop. Let's see what he's got. That's one of the things that I liked, even though he came out, you know, uh, uh, gangbusters. Dak Prescott, that's one of the things I like about Jerry Jones, what he's doing with him in Dallas, or at least right now, is that he's giving them some time to develop. He's giving them some time to see what he's, what he, what he's got, and then we'll see if they pay him or not. But they, yeah. gave, they gave him time. Yeah, it's it's this uh, new new breed of millennial fan man, of, you know, who walk around like they rent the place. <laughs> you, know, they, you know, they don't understand that because most of them aren't really interested in the games or the struggles in the game, the game within the game. They're looking at their phone to see who scored the most fantasy points, and if it's right. not yardage, if it's not numbers, they don't understand the victory in that. And <laughs> but but it seems to be like, and I don't understand where this is coming from, like. It's almost like it's a a smear campaign uh, mm -hmm. uh, against this kid, right? And and but the thing about it is, if you notice, it was like uh, 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 he's not enough of a leader. That's what the man first mm -hmm. said when he came in, right? And so the reports I've heard now is like, you know, he was just a guy. He come with an ass and he did everything that was asked, but not more. And then it came out. They said, well, we need you to be more of a leader. Now it's changed. The reports I have is he's the first one in. He's the last one out. He's the mm -hmm. players don't have to be there now, but he's all I mean, that you know, you know, optional. Right. The OTA says, you know, the, the players coming into the park are, are optional. Right? They don't have to do it. He's there every day. He's got the mm -hmm. playbook. He's all. He's, he's hanging out. He'll drop in on the coach. First one in, last one out. Everything they're expecting him to do. The stuff more than they're asking him to do. And people yeah. aren't satisfied with that. 
Right, right, right. They are satisfied. I don't know what it is that they want, but all I'm asking for is a kid who isn't afraid to compete. And he showed me that last year, the game, the uh, Detroit game, where they had to score twice in the in the last six minutes, and he led them on two scoring drives. He led a professional football team. The youngest dude on the field led a professional uh-huh. football team on two scoring drives. And this team won the game because he took a selfie after the game. He deserved yeah. it. I wish I was in the picture. <laughs> that wasn't his best moment. I wasn't really happy about that. But I'll, I won't. I won't beat him up on that again. I was time. happy oh. about it because well, I, you I know, I just feel like it's it. your first game. You ought to be on the field taking the yeah, knee. I, I, you you know. should be. But you know what? The fans have been so down around here, depressed. The fans <laughs> in the ballpark have been beaten up by the opposing team's fans at their own ballpark. Things had to change, and I thought it was a moment for the fans. I thought it was a moment. It was certainly a moment for me. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, the, and when Ash Rivera was asked about it by some people who are still trying to stir some stuff up, he said, I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> you well, there know? you go. There you go. And yeah. So, I, okay, to answer your question, that was so long-winded. To answer your question, <laughs> I'm very hopeful. I'm very hopeful. I think that the quarterback position is something that we can watch. We can watch if they. I'm assuming they're going to bring a veteran in, not bring back a Case Keenum. Um, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and the competition because they bring somebody else in, they have to learn the playbook too. <laughs> you exactly. know, so Dwayne has an edge on him. So I'm excited. I am more excited this year, much more than I was last year. But I see hope. I see light at the end of the tunnel. I'm well, not predicting Super Bowl. I'm not uh-huh. predicting Super Bowl, but I'm not going to make no plans for that weekend either. Right. <laughs> there you have it, folks. <laughs> and so, Kevin, as we get close to wrapping up here, the Federal Football Report offseason edition. Although there is no offseason for us. Um, uh, as we head towards the draft, what are some of the things you're looking forward to? Or what are you looking out for? What's what, what, what should we be, you know, what, what should we keep our ear to the pavement about? Well, um, I don't know, because I was at the draft party last year, which was down at the, at the Wharf, D.C., at uh-huh. the, uh, the uh, I forget the name of the venue, uh, the Anthem. The Anthem Theater? Yeah, the Anthem. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was at the Anthem, and it was a pretty cool experience. The fans were there. They were excited. Our friends uh Bram Weinstein was and Larry Michael were down there at the place right now. Oh wow! It was, it was a fun time, and what I'm looking for is 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 fun. I'm looking for not. I mean, just um, I'm looking for the fans to be excited by whatever happens. I mean, if it's some wheeling and dealing at the last minute, I want the fans to be excited about that. I want us to realize that we're better off. No matter what happens, we're better right. off with a ton of players. We're better off maybe going uh, uh, back and down and, and trading down. And, and we're, we're better off getting fresh new athletes on this team mm-hmm. who want to come in and, and, and play football with a fresh new coach and a fresh new front office. I, I, want, I want excitement. I want some fun. And that's what I'm looking for. And you know my philosophy, best player on the board, no matter what his position is, if he's better than everybody else at his spot, Get them. That makes us a better. That makes us a better ball club. Yeah. What I'm hoping to look for, I, and what I'm, what I'm, what I'm trying to, 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 to make sure we don't fall into here, and what I hope this offseason produces is not a lot of overhype. Like it's, it's, it's one thing to have fun. I'm with you. Let's have fun. Let's bring. Let's you know get excited. But it's another thing for that to translate into unrealistic expectations. I want to. I want to hear real, reasonable analysis, reasonable expectation, real solid stuff coming from the park. 
Um, because then that lets me know, okay, we got football guys in here who seem to have, have a plan. Because if every year you think, you know, playoffs, every year, every year, then you don't have a plan. I want to hear these guys say, well, here's what's going on. Here's what we're trying to do. Here's what we're building here. Here's what we got to fix. Here's what we got. I want to hear some real reasonable thought processes or processes, however you want to say it, of this team. <laughs> Wait, uh, both of them. The part. And that's what I'm hoping for. And so and so I'm, I'm keeping my ear to the pavement to see if there's any kind of false expectations going on here. Well, I'll I tell you what, one, one thing I need to hear. I need to hear Coach come on TV and look in the camera and say, we're going to need every one of you fans to help mm-hmm. us because we can't make it without you. I want him to take – if he really talked to Joe Gibbs as much as they claim that he did – I mm-hmm. want him to take a. Uh, I want him to take that page out of the Joe Gibbs playbook because Joe Joe Gibbs would play the fans like it was a Stradivarius, right? Say, <laughs> Gosh, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be really tough. We're going to need every one of you fans pulling for us to help us out here. He made me feel bad if we didn't win. <laughs> Man, like, dang, I, I really have to team down. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what it's going to be, man. It's going to be. It's going to be up to everybody listening to this. Even Rodney, I know you're a Giants fan, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be up to you, Rodney, to pull for us when you not <laughs> when we're not playing the Giants, right? But it's going to be up to us. It's, 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 it's up to it's up to us. It's up to us on the podcast. It's up to mm-hmm. it's up to the people who like Lisa Wolf who let us do this at uh, Little <laughs> News Network. It's up to everybody. By- Byron Kerr, it's up George Wallace, <laughs> Ben Ramey. <laughs> Hey, Brian Alvin, Dave Johnson. And Alvin, Dave Johnson, Glenn Collins. It's up to all of us, man. It's up to all of us. Oh, man. We just got to pull everybody. it together, man. We got to pull it together. <laughs> and, the, and the place you come for all-together analysis, analysis all pulled together is right here on the Federal Football Report. Kevin and I will catch up with you guys later.